0: Hello sweet one, have you heard the expression, misery loves company? If you have, then you know surrounding yourself with negative people will only net negative. Tomorrow, I would love for you to expand out your network and try to make more positive connections. Perhaps these people are from your church or work or even on social media. Try to find a group that shares a common interest with you. I know that recently I did just that when I joined the Geeks and Dorks group and the International Edgar Allan Poe group on Facebook. And although I have only been on both for a short time, I have found their posts to be fun and uplifting, and their people positive. I can't wait to hear how you expand your circle. But until then, I wanted to continue reading to you The Premature Burial. In the year 1810, a case of living inhumation happened in France attended with circumstances which go far to warrant the assertion that truth is indeed stranger than fiction. The heroine of the story was Mademoiselle Victorine LaFricade, a young girl of illustrious family, of wealth, and of great personal beauty. Among her newer suitors was Julianne Boussouet, a poor literature, a journalist, of Paris. His talents and general amiability had recommended him to the notice of the heirs, by whom he seems to have been truly beloved. But her pride of birth decided her, finally to reject him, and to wed a Monsieur Renal, a banker and a diplomat of some eminence. After marriage, however, this gentleman neglected, and perhaps even more positively, ill-treated her. Having passed with him some wretched years, she died. At least her condition so closely resembled death as to deceive everyone who saw her. She was buried, not in a vault, but in an ordinary grave in the village of her nativity, filled with despair and still inflamed by the memory of a profound attachment, the lover journeys from the capital to the remote providence in which the village lies. With the romantic purpose of interning the corpse and possessing himself of the luxuriant dresses, he reaches the grave. At midnight he unearths the coffin, opens it, and is in the act of detaching the hair when he is arrested by the enclosing of the beloved eyes. In fact, the lady had been buried alive. Fatality had not altogether departed, and she was aroused by the caress of her lover from the lethargy which had been mistaken for death. He bore her frantically to his lodgings in the village, and he employed certain powerful restoratives suggested by no little medical learning. In fine, she was revived. She recognized her preserver, and she remained with him, until, by slow degrees, she fully recovered to her original health. Her woman's heart was not adamant, and this last lesson of love sufficed to soften it. She bestowed it a bamboo way. She returned no more to her husband, but concealing from her her resurrection, fled with her lover to America. Twenty years later, the two returned to France in the persuasion that time had so greatly altered the lady's appearance that her friends would be unable to recognize her. They were mistaken, however, for at the first meeting, Mounsouin Renal did actually recognize and make claim to his wife. This claim she resisted in a judicial tribunal deciding that the peculiar circumstances with the long lapse of years had extinguished not only equitably but legally the authority of the husband. And now, my sweet one, there is even more to the story, but I want you to get your rest. Sleep well.